object lesson this morning. So, in two places in this church, under your seat is taped a piece of money. So see if you can find it. Look under yours first, and then you can start going to blank chairs if it's not. But look under your chair, see if you got any money. Uh-oh, somebody's found some. Okay, there's one, okay. There's the other one, okay. There we got our two two people. Very good, all right. Huh, you got a smiley face? That's from old times. <laughs> it's Easter two years ago, I think, yeah. yeah. Well, good way to job. <laughs> so, okay, so we got over here, we got some money. What What do you have? What is it? It's ten what? Do you know what that is? Ten dollars? No, it's not ten dollars. It's ten. Ten cents. It's about worth that much. Can you help her out there, Jesse? What is that? Ten what? Ten India money, which is rupees. You found ten rupees. Very good. Which is worth about fourteen cents, I think, as we figured out today. So, okay. So who? Okay, take what you got there. What? A hundred pesos. Wow, you found big bucks there, you know. So, hundred pesos. Wow. Now, is any of that currency, any of that money, going to do you any good? Can, can you take that down to Dollar General and buy something? Can, can you take that money down to Walmart and get anything? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. A toy, yeah. See, the little ones think it's worth something. You know, it's like, you know, you used to give them a penny and, you know, they'd trade you, you know, three pennies. You'd give them three pennies for a dollar because they got three of them, right? So, but that money is not really worth anything. But, you know, everybody had fun trying to find it, right? Everybody was searching for it. So let's, let's go to the scripture. Let's go to Matthew 12. No, Matthew 13. Sorry, Matthew 13. Matthew 13, verse 44, and we're going to do 44, which is one parable, and then we'll do 45 and 46, which is another parable. And it says, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid, and for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Then 45 and 46, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who, when he has found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Now, y'all did a treasure hunt this morning. Everybody was looking under their chair for money. You found a great treasure, 100 pesos, which I think that's worth $5? $5.02. And $5.02, 100 pesos. So you found $5 if you go to Mexico. Of course, it, you know, takes a lot more money than 5 to get down to Mexico. It's easy to get here, but it's hard to get there, okay? That's just the way it goes, right? Okay, so then we've got 10 rupees, which is worth about 14 cents, I think is what it comes out to be. So, but y'all hunted for that treasure. Because I told you they were money, you went out in. I mean, even old people that have bad backs, I saw them getting out of their chair. 
I saw somebody on the floor rummaging around looking, you know, pulling smiley faces out of me. Yeah, right? So when you think there's a treasure, you're going to try to find it. But in the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, there's a greater treasure. There's a greater treasure to be had than money. Because what they found was useless. Now, if I'd put a million dollars underneath there, you gonna have, elders will have some questions about that. If I'd put a million dollars under there, let's just really be honest, does it help you eternally? I mean, I, I'm old enough now to understand money doesn't buy you health. Money doesn't buy me peace of mind. Seems like the more money you have, the more crazy you are about losing the money, right? You know, when you get more, you start locking more. When you have less, you unlock more because you're like, well, nobody. We went to UAH, and I'd left the keys in the, uh, no, when you, is it Innsworth? We went to Innsworth uh, Friday, and I left the keys in the van. And uh, Matthias brought the keys to me in the van because I always leave the keys in the car. He brought the keys in. He said, hey, you left the keys in the van at Innsworth. And I'm like, well, <laughs> if they're going to steal our crappy old van sitting next to a Mercedes and a Lexus <laughs> and a whatever, they're not very good thieves. But if they did steal it, we'd at least get some money out of it. So go put the keys back in the car <laughs> and let's see what happens, right? You know? You know? And so, but, you know, when you have stuff... It just gives you more unpeace, right? And so, I mean, but, you know, hey, a million dollars. If I found a million dollars, what could I do with a million dollars? If I could win the lottery, what could I do with the lottery? What, you know, you have all those things, but when it really comes down to it, we have something greater in the kingdom of heaven than you can ever find under the seat that you're sitting in. Now, one of the things we have is in 1 Corinthians 12, and we've been kind of in here for a while. We've been kind of talking about the Holy Spirit and what He's doing for us. This is one of our greatest treasures. The Holy Spirit is one of the greatest treasures that is on the face of the earth. Do you not realize that Jesus, Emmanuel, God is with us, was a great gift? But He said, it's better that I go away so that I might send the Comforter. When one of the greatest gifts says it's better if I go away so I can send you something. That means you're going from 100 pesos to maybe $100. Does that make sense to you? So when he's talking about this, he's not just saying stuff to make them feel better. He's telling them the truth. He's like, it's better that I go away so that you can have this. And this is part of what you can have. And it's the gifts of the Spirit. And so 1 Corinthians 12 says, for each one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, workers of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, differing kinds of tongues. And to another, interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Now, last week we talked about the words, the gifts of words, like words of knowledge, words of wisdom, tongues, interpretation of tongues, prophecies. We talked about those things. Now, I want to take the thing in the middle. Anybody like Oreo cookies? That's, as a gluten-free person, that's the one thing that I miss the most. I know, and I got one the other day. And when I got one of those gluten-free cookies, now, I've got the off-brands at Walmart, and they're not Oreo cookies. They're some off-brand kind of cookie. But I had an Oreo cookie for the first time in probably 10 years, a real Oreo cookie in 10 years. 
and I took my bite of the Oreo cookie, and the first thing in my mind said is, this ain't right. The stuff in the middle doesn't taste right. It don't taste right. It doesn't taste like it's supposed to taste. That's what I was thinking. It don't taste right. So I went to my niece who has it. She's not gluten-free. And I said, taste this gluten-free. I got my sister to give her a gluten-free Oreo cookie. I said, taste it. Something's wrong with the middle. And she tasted it. She said, no, that's exactly how the center tastes. I had lost my taste for the center of an Oreo cookie. But you remember as a kid what we did with Oreo cookies? You take and you would split them apart. And if you were really good, you would make sure all the cream was on one side or the other. If you did the double, you felt like, you know, that was a loss right there. And then you would scrape or lick. And then you'd put the cookie back together and put it back in the thing for your brother to get. <laughs> Y'all didn't do that? Yeah. Because <laughs> you never ate the cookie. You ate the icing on the inside. Well, it's that, that part of the Holy Spirit for us is what's in the center. What's in the middle of the Oreo cookie is the best part. But as Christians, a lot of times, we've lost our taste for the center. We're, we're not seeing miracles like we used to see. We're not seeing healings like we used to see. We're not seeing the divine faith come forth like it is. And what I want to say is, it's time we get back to eating Oreo cookie like we did as kids. It says, you do not enter the kingdom of heaven unless you come in as little children. Little children love the insides. They love the miracles. They love the seeing of healings. They see the things of faith. We got to get back to that place. But here's the problem is, it's scary to do that part. There's more fear associated with the center of the spirit gifts than the outside cookies. I can give you a word of prophecy and state it in such a way that it may or may not come true, but you wouldn't know. Have you ever had one of those? It's almost like, you know, horoscope kind of thing. You will be fruitful when you uh, multiply in the produce of what, you know, those kind of, you know, you can, you can do that. You can give words of wisdom, words of knowledge. You can give words that you may give them and then you're like, well, you know, give it time. You can't walk up to somebody that's got a leg that's crippled and say, rise up and walk and say, well, you know what, later. See, Acts chapter 2, when the Spirit fell on the disciples, it said they spoke with other tongues, and everybody in the surrounding area heard their own language, came, and Peter preached, and they were saved about 3,000 that day, right? You know that story? Just a little bit later, though, Peter and John are walking to the temple. Acts chapter 3. They're walking to the temple. They'd done a great sign tongues, interpretation of tongues with a sermon and people getting baptized saved. But they walk and there's a guy laying there lame. And as far as I know, I was looking at it, there's no place until this point that actually the disciples do this kind of miracle. Peter says, look at me. Faith arise. Look at me. The guy looks and says, oh, you're giving me an alm? Alms for the poor, you know, crippled? He says, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. Get saved and baptized, and then repent and come along the way. Is that what he did? No, those were words that he had just used in Acts chapter 2 to save 3,000. Why didn't he go back to what worked? Because he had done the words, now he had to get to the center of the Oreo. And he said, take my hand, 
rise up and there ain't no going back on that one if he rises up and falls down what's going to happen isn't that a little more scary they had watched Jesus done it and he had been sent out with the 70 to go do stuff he had been sent out with the 120 and do something but as far as we know there's no in there indication of a miracle done by the disciples other than maybe casting out demons which is a miracle in that time that they went out and preached the gospel without Jesus but this is the first place that they emboldened by the spirit had a healing a sign a miracle was it the last one they did no it wasn't the last one they did it's like it suddenly when that started, it started opening the floodgates for all kinds of miracles. So much so that when Paul would walk down the street and his shadow would cast on a lame person, he wouldn't have to say nothing. They'd just get up and run around. Right? Those are miracles. Those are healings. Those are faith. Those are signs. So much so that walking down the street, demons would say, Hey, I know you. Get out of our city. I cast you out in the name of Jesus. Right? The center of the Oreo. The center of the Oreo is a good place. It's sweet. It's smooth. It's consistent. It's what brings people to the Oreo cookie. If you just sold the outside of the cookie, how many people would buy it? So much so that what do we do in now? We have what? Double stuffed Oreo cookies. So much so that I even saw it one time when I was years ago a triple stuffed Oreo cookies. I don't know if those are still out there. Are they still out there? I guess diabetes kind of knocked them in the face. <laughs> they had to get rid of those, you know. But a double stuff. Why? Because we don't buy it for the cookie. We don't buy it for the words. See, the signs, the miracles, the healings, and those faith rising up is what makes a hidden treasure. It makes the difference in the kingdom of heaven. They, people can speak, Muslims can speak and bring people to conversion. Muslims can prophesy and bring people to conversion. Hindus can prophesy and bring people to conversion. They can speak words, but there's only one thing that I know of that brings that power, and that's the Holy Spirit. Right? It's only the Holy Spirit that brings the center of the Oreo cookie. They may have cookies... And we may have cookies, but we've got an Oreo cookie. We've got that center, that is sweetness. Now, it brings wholeness. See, the man that was standing at the temple, lame, do you think he wanted to hear more words of righteousness? What was he really desiring? He wanted freedom. He wanted liberty. He wanted the ability to walk. Last week we talked about words are like giving a fresh drink to somebody that is in a desert, right? We use that kind of analogy. The spirit gifts in the center are those things that bring liberty and freedom to us in such a way that it brings life for others. So I'll give you an example and I, and I know you won't mind it. Daryl, one of the guys from Strides. He was he was he was having a rough time in his personal life. Anybody ever had one of those kind of things? An issue? He's working at the cheese factory, struggling with what was going on in his life. Somebody walks up to him. Now, he doesn't wear the, you know, at, at the cheese factory. He's not wearing, right, Ralph? He's not wearing Christian T-shirts, right? 
No, he's not doing those kind of things. But somebody walked up to him at the line and says, you're one of those Christian people, right? And he's like, well, yeah, I didn't have enough. He said, he said, he told me, he said, I've never been called that before in my entire life. So it kind of surprised him, you know what I'm saying? You know? And I said, you're one of those Christian guys, right? And he said, well, he says, can you pray for my child? He's got a, got a problem, got a, got an issue. And they're telling, the doctor's telling us it's going to get worse. Before it gets better, it's got to get a lot worse. And I don't remember exactly what it was. It's some kind of thrush, some kind of rash, some kind of something, something. But it was, this kid was in constant pain, hours and hours and hours. And the guy was in, showing up late for work because they were asleep. They can't no sleep because this kid was crying and they're having to take turns taking care of this child. Anybody ever been there, done that? Right? And so he approaches Daryl and says, could you pray? So Daryl takes his break and he goes into his break room and he starts praying. And he said he was just praying, he was praying, he was praying. And all of a sudden it was just like something clicked. And he said that he actually started crying at that point. So he went back to his line and started working. So the guy shows up from his break, comes back in, he says, I don't know what you've done, but he said, I went home and my kid's playing. He's eating food, which he's never done. And then he told us the other night at our strides meeting, he said, the, the guy says, my kid's completely healed. There is no after effects. There's nothing going on. There's, there's nothing happening with my son. Isn't that the cream of an Oreo? Here he was struggling with what was going on in his personal life. Somebody comes and asks him to pray for a miracle. A healing comes to this kid. Daryl's like, you know what? All the stuff that was in my personal life just kind of faded away because I knew God had it in control. See, when you eat the center of the Oreo, you realize the sweetness of God like you've never understood him before. The cookie holds it together. The words, the prophetic words, the, the spirit-filled things, those things hold it together. But really what we want is the creamy center. We want healing from cancer, don't we, Bambi? We do, right? We want healing from our disease. We want healing from those things in our life. We want that. That is our desire to walk free. Could the lame man have got saved? Yes. Baptized in the Spirit? Yes. Been used by God in his lame condition? Yes. But why would God be like me? I promised you money underneath the seat. And what did I give you? Some of you got down on your knees and hurt yourself. Smiley face. Yeah. See? Hurt yourself looking for a treasure. And it ended up the money that was under the chair was what? Worthless. You can't use it. Y'all ain't going to Mexico in a while, are you? No? Okay. So, 100 pesos. Daniel, y'all going to India? You don't want to take your 10 rupees and go buy toys in Walmart in, in India? No? Okay. You can buy an Indian toy in here, right? Yeah, in this country, right? See, man promises riches and fame and things that will take care of it. Man promises an Oreo cookie, but it's like the gluten-free cookies I've been eating for a while. The center's not the same. And when you taste the goodness of who God is and the power that he has for you and the life that he has for you, you're never the same. You always crave the sinner. You want to eat the sinner. Now, here's the thing. There's a lot of people sitting in this chair that are much more valuable than the money that was under your chair. 
there are people sitting in these chairs that need a miracle from God. You need a healing. You need deliverance. You need something to come to bring a miracle. If God is a God that has good gifts, will he not give them? Jesus told us that. He says, if your child asks for a fish, will they give him a stone or a serpent? I can't remember exactly how which ones go first, right? And you being a not a good father, how much more would your good father give you the gift? I can promise you money into your chair, but God seeing you in the chair has a gift for you that is much more valuable. Now how does he give that gift? How does he give Jesse the gift that Jesse needs? He can just whop him over the head from the heaven, but is that how God necessarily wants to do it? No. What does he want to do? He wants to give me the Oreo cookie to bring to Jesse to open it up so Jesse can have the Oreo cookie. I can't make an Oreo cookie. There's got to be a store that brings me an Oreo cookie. God wants the same thing for us. So the people that are more valuable than the money you found sitting in this chair need a gift. You've got the gift to give. It's scary to go pray for something because when you say rise up and walk and they don't rise up and walk but remember the church is the place of what? practice if you can't do it here you're not going to do it there so today in our last part of praise and worship so praise and worship come on up in our last part of praise and worship if you get a word I want you to give your word I want you to give your cookie because it takes the cookie sometimes to hold the stuffing. But if you're here and you see somebody here and you feel like God wants you to go pray for them, a rise up and walk moment, maybe you think they need something, maybe they need a healing, maybe they need a word of, of faith, they need encouraging, they need faith dropped inside of them, maybe they need a miracle, they may need that deliverance, they may need something in their finances that need to be freed up, something to happen. See, Jesus did all kinds of miracles. He fed the 5,000 by breaking the bread and giving loaves. That's a miracle provision. So maybe they need prayer for provision. Maybe they need miracle for healing. Maybe they need something in their life. And God drops that into you that you need to go pray for that person. I want to encourage you to go do that. Peter and John walking to the temple probably knew the lame guy was there because they've probably seen him every time they've gone to the temple. But this day was different because I think Peter knew that he was going to change their lives. Not just his life, they were going to change their lives. At this point, the Sanhedrin and the Pharisees realized they had not stamped out Jesus. All of a sudden, there's other guys doing the same miracles Jesus did. See, we want to make a statement today, not only to just each other, but we want to make a statement to the devil and his cronies out there that God is not dead. Jesus is alive. And the Holy Spirit is still moving through us to provide things that people need without doctors, without lawyers, without the government. You know, the worst thing that can happen is when the government says they come here to help you, right? And the government thinks they can help us right now. They can't help us. They can't provide health. They think they can provide health care, but they can't provide health. They think they can provide you peace of mind by giving you money, but they cannot provide you peace of mind. There's only one place you get that. That's the center of the Oreo cookie. So I want you to pray. I want you to go to people and pray for them. If you get a word, use it. If you get a time that you need to go pray for somebody, go over and ask them. Say, may I pray for you?
do it, pray for them. See God move because the people in the chair are more valuable than what was under your chair. I guarantee you that. God's got a good gift for you. He wants you to give a good gift to somebody else as well. So during worship, as we go into worship, I don't mind you moving, getting out of your chair, going someplace, either to do the thing or to somebody, to pray for somebody. Because today is a day to stir up the gifts. Paul told Timothy, stir up your most holy gifts. Stir them up. And so I'm going to just pray that as we get ready to start. So bow your heads. Father, I just ask you, Jesus, I ask you, Holy Spirit, we invite you right now. You have miracles for us. You have faith for us. You have healings for us. You have gifts for the people in this church because you see their value. You see what they have. And Father, I ask you, Jesus, I ask you, Holy Spirit, I beseech you to search in us and give us the gift. Father, I ask you for people on this side of the place to have gifts. I ask you for people in the center to have gifts. I ask for people on this side to have gifts. And I ask you to Pour out your gifts upon us that we might affect the people in this church today and use it as a practice to know that you are powerful. And we declare your spirit strong. We declare your spirit mighty that there is nothing that can stand against the power of God as we sang it earlier. And now we're going to work and declare it by our actions. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen.